It's easy to have faith when life is good. Faith in humanity, faith in the goodness and meaning of life, and faith that behind it all, there is a real God who is with us and loves us. But then life happens, real life, hard life. Nothing turns out quite like we think it will. If you've been there or if you are there right now, I get it. Boy, do I get it. And that is why I am glad you are here. Because when you and I choose to pull together rather than push apart, the very thing that held the power to destroy us becomes the means to helping us find the life and relationships we've always been looking for. I'm Michelle Cassatt, and welcome to This Undone Life Together. Good morning, friends. Hope you're doing well. Michelle Cachette here. Uh, and uh, we have another episode of This Undone Life Together. Uh, it will be short and sweet today, but uh, I, I want to give you two words that hold the power to reframe failure. But before we get to that, the whole point of these conversations is, first of all, I just love showing up and doing life with you. And if you heard the first uh, episode a couple of weeks ago, um, I told you about my struggle to, uh, to speak in front of people because of how I have very real disability now. And, uh, and that my tendency is to want to hide and pull away and stop talking. Uh, but uh, the only way to defeat shame is to talk back. And so I made the commitment to show up here once a week on Wednesdays, most weeks, and uh, to just share a space of talking about this Undone Life together with you. And uh, for those who can't make it live, I always push this out to YouTube afterwards. And my team is in the process of figuring out how to um, strip down the audio and put it in podcast form. So we're working on all of that and uh, it will be coming. But in the meantime, I'm just so glad that you're here and that we get to uh, share this space together. Uh, and by the way, I do this live on Facebook as well as live on Instagram, so you can find it either place. You see you see how easy I'm making this for you? And it's excruciatingly difficult for me. But anyway, okay. So today I wanted to tell you uh, a story or two, and the whole point of this is to, to give you two words that I wish somebody would have given me about three decades ago. Uh, it would have saved me a lot of pain and suffering, let me tell you. Uh, so how, how many of you struggle with failure? Uh, if you are someone who is never bothered by your own failures or mistakes, then let me just save you some time. You can just, um, you can just put down your phone or your computer and go find something else to do. We're all very happy for you that failure doesn't bother you. However, <laughs> for those of you who struggle with failure, I'm right there with you. Uh, I am, I have, I'm a firstborn, very type A, um, high achieving uh, person who really wants to do things right. So I have a, a deep desire to give my best, all right? And so you can call that perfectionism. Actually, it is perfectionism, but I'm a recovering perfectionist. But what that means is anytime I make a mistake, anytime I fail, anytime I do anything, whether intentional or not, I am, I feel crushed. I mean, I just literally feel so defeated. And I can get into this place, basically um, the pit of defeat, <laughs> And I can basically set up home there. Like I can, I can literally like pull in a blanket and a pillow and just say, I'm just going to hang out here in this place of defeat because how dare I 
be human and make a mistake. Uh, and what happens in this place is uh, I, I usually resort to, without even thinking about it, uh, what I call self-flagellation. Okay, let me give you a quick story. I was in Guatemala in January with a couple of friends and we were just sitting around the breakfast table talking and I don't remember, I was sharing some kind of story. Uh, not The story doesn't matter, I was telling them some kind of story, but something that I had done that was silly, right? Just I had made a silly mistake, done something. And the words that came out of my mouth when I was telling the study is, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did that. I should know better. And I was saying it very lightheartedly, but the first words that came out of my mouth is, I'm such an idiot. And one of my friends paused me and said, is that really what you tell yourself when you make a mistake? I had been somewhat joking. She was dead serious. And I had to stop and ask myself, is that really what I say when I make a mistake? And the truth is, it is. Uh, when I do something wrong, the first thing I do is some kind of self-flagellation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did that. Or, oh my gosh, why can't I get this right? Uh, or, uh, I should know better by now. I mean, for crying out loud, I've been, I've been alive for a lot of years. I should know this. I should figure this out. I should be on top of this. And so I usually respond with some kind of self-criticism. Well, fast forward a week or so, and I was uh, back in the States, and I was in my therapist's office. And by the way, side note, I'm a big believer in counseling. I am unapologetic about that. I am, I am of the belief that every human being at some point in their life should, uh, should invite the counsel and insight of a really solid therapist, because there's not one of us alive that doesn't escape without some kind of wound in this life, just a reality. Uh, and I also believe uh, that there, we all have much to learn. So anyway, so I was in my therapist's office, which I do pretty regularly, about once a month or so, once every other month. And I was telling her about a situation that had happened the week before, a completely different scenario, different story. And as I was processing through it with her, when I reflected back on how I reacted, so there was a, a conflict in a relationship. And as I reflected back on her, to her, how I had handled that particular conversation and how I responded, um, I thought initially that I had handled it really well. You know, I was proud of myself. I'm learning new skills, new tools. And I thought I had handled it really well. But after processing with her and hearing myself talk out loud, I realized that. I'd blown it. Uh, what I thought I had handled so beautifully, I hadn't. And all of a sudden, sitting there in her office, I went from feeling confident and successful to feeling like, oh my gosh, I totally failed. And not only did I feel like I had failed, but I felt embarrassed because this was a skill I had been practicing and working on for months for months. And so it was one of those, you know what it's like when you make the same mistake that you've made a thousand times and you do it one more time and you cannot believe, you're like, how in the world did I do it again? How in the world did I make that same mistake again? And then guess what I said? Oh my gosh. I was like, what's wrong with me? Right? That's the other default statement I go to. What's wrong with me? And I looked at her and I said, so basically what you're saying is I blew it. I blew it again. And she stopped 
and she she challenged me, which I love. I love how she challenges me. She stopped and she said, I have not drawn the same conclusion as you. And I'm like, really, really? Did you not just hear what I said? Did you not just pick up on the story I said? I blew it. And she said, no, you didn't blow it. You're learning. Let that just sit there for a minute. You're not, you didn't blow it. You're not failing. You're learning. Oh my gosh, you guys, those two words, you're learning, I'm learning, have completely changed how I approach mistakes and failure. Okay, so there's a huge difference between I'm failing and I'm learning. I'm failing is like a stake in the ground. It's like you are setting up shop. I'm failing. This is where I am. We aren't moving from here. I'm failing. It's like a, sim a cement box that you can't get out of. I'm learning is like pulling a chair up to the front of the classroom. It's like being that hungry student. I was one of those people who loved school. It's like being a hungry student, grabbing a chair and a notebook and a pen and pulling it up to the front of the classroom and going, all right, I'm learning. I didn't get it all right, but I'm learning. I'm taking notes. I'm going to figure out what I did good, what I did right, what needs to be improved, how I can do this differently. It changes everything it changes everything um so i want you to think about that today because i'm guessing uh, i'm guessing you don't realize the narrative that you launch into when you make a mistake when you snap at your spouse or when you um get really impatient with your kids or when a colleague uh, does something that they shouldn't do or they handle a situation poorly or whatever and rather than doing what you want to do rather than responding in the way that you want to you completely you blow it you you say the wrong thing you do the wrong thing okay when that happens you have a choice you can either launch into self-recrimination, self-flagellation, and beat the heck out of yourself. But let me tell you, as long as your hands are busy beating yourself up, you won't have a hand free to take notes and learn. You have to choose. So you can either grab a whip, a weapon, and beat yourself up, or you can grab a pen and paper and learn from it. You have to decide. I have to decide. Uh, and, and so in those moments, and maybe you're there right now, maybe even this morning, you handled something uh, that in hindsight, you're like, uh, that was not my best self. That was not my best. I can do better than that. Uh, you have to decide right now, okay, are you going to label yourself a failure or are you going to label yourself a student? If you and I assume the position of students, if we determine to be learners, we can grow. If we determine to be failures, we're stuck. There is no growth from a position of being a failure. There's no growth there. But when we call ourselves a student, the sky is the limit. We can do, I mean, there's just about anything that we can do. Um, I, first of all, one thing that I thought of this morning as I was thinking about this is um, uh, one of one of the verses I love in the Bible is from Romans, the book of Romans 2. And basically, paraphrase, this is my paraphrase, but it talks about how God's kindness leads us to repentance. God's kindness leads to us to repentance. And I love that because we tend to think that, uh, that we need to be punished to be sorry for what we've done. And there's so many times, those of us who believe in God and even those who are skeptical about God, we assume that God is just punitive. 
And when we think of punitive, we think that it's like abusive, just mean. He's just going to beat us over the head till we get it right. And yet the Bible is so clear that God is kind. And his kindness leads us to repentance. And the way I think about this is, is nobody learns, uh, nobody, nobody really learns and is transformed, truly changed by abuse, including yourself. We do not learn at the other end of a whip, okay? We may become obedient at the other end of a whip, but we don't become changed. People change as a result of kindness. People change as a result, and God knows this. This is why he calls himself kind, that his kindness is intended to lead us toward repentance. And if that's the case, if that's the posture he takes, then that's the posture we need to take with ourselves. Uh, I heard an African proverb that kind of floored me, and it says this, be careful of a naked man who offers you a shirt. Be careful of a naked man who offers you a shirt. In other words, uh, there's a very strong connection between self-compassion and the ability to extend compassion to others. If we don't know how to offer ourselves kindness when we fail, when we blow it, when we make a mistake, when we don't do things right, if we're not willing to offer ourselves compassion in that space, we will never be able to offer it to anybody else. We'll be the naked man offering somebody a shirt we have no we have no credibility or even experience to be able to offer it so rather than this is what i want you to do this week rather than uh and by the way in case you don't know this you will fail at some time this week you're gonna blow it you're gonna say something wrong you're gonna mishandle a situation you're gonna not respond the way you want to you're gonna you're gonna forget an appointment you're gonna show up late for something um you're going to you're just gonna be human Darn it. But yes, you're going to be human. When that happens, and it will, I want you to decide now how you're going to respond. Are you going to say, I'm failing? Or are you going to say, I'm learning? And what I want you to do is I want you to grab a post-it note, something here. I've got my little post-it note. I'm going to do it right now for myself. Because uh, just because I talk about it doesn't mean I've mastered it. And I'm going to write these words. I'm learning here we go I'm learning I'm going to put it right here I've got my little calendar right here and I'm gonna do that as a reminder to myself because I have to learn a new habit I have to learn a different way to approach conversation with myself but also a different way to approach conversation with my children with my husband with my family because they're gonna blow it too they're gonna show up this weekend as it turns out they're gonna be human too and I want to be someone who not only knows how to extend compassion to others, but first knows how to extend compassion to myself. All right. Um, one final word. I looked up that word or kindness uh, in the Greek. I know it's kind of nerdy, but in the Bible, I looked up that word compassion. And it, this is what the word means. I won't go into all the specifics, but this is what it means. It's the opposite of severity or cutting something short and quickly. It is the grace which pervades the whole nature, mellowing all which would have been harsh and austere. It is the grace which pervades the whole nature, mellowing all which would have been harsh and austere. All right, oh, don't you just love that? It's the grace that pervades all nature. And that's the kind of person I wanna be. 
But if that's the kind of person I want to be, then that's the kind of person I need to be with myself first. All right, friends, you're not failing. You're not failing. You're learning. So go out there. Be a student today. Be someone who is getting a PhD in life. You're not failing. You're learning. I love doing this Undone Life with you. Have a great day, my friends. I will see you next week. Whatever led you here today, I want you to know two things before you go. You aren't alone, not even close. And two, you matter and your story matters. We need you more than you know. Thank you for joining me today, my friends. Have a question or a comment? Share it below, please. Do you know a loved one who could use a little hope and community too? Share this episode with them. And to be sure you don't miss our time together, subscribe to this podcast and my YouTube channel, and you'll be notified each time I post a new episode. Until then, brothers and sisters, I love you. And I love doing this Undone Life together.